1948, the people in the British colony of Newfoundland faced a choice. They could become an independent dominion within the British Empire, or they could vote to join Canada in Confederation. The anti-Confederates are not going to get away with it. But St. John's was an anti-Confederate headquarters. Watch in particular the attractive bait which will be held out to lure our country into the Canadian mousetrap. Listen to the Stories Behind the History podcast for our special series, How Did Newfoundland Join Canada? Available now wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Today's shout-out goes out to C.D. Hoy, businessman, father of 12, and an extraordinary photographer who was almost forgotten. Chao Dong Hoi was born into poverty on July 2nd, 1883 in a southern Chinese village. He immigrated to Vancouver in 1902. As the eldest son in his family, he was sent across the ocean to make money to send back home. His father bored the $300 it cost to come to Canada, which would be equivalent to over $8,000 today. A lot of that fee was used to cover his head tax, payable to the Canadian government. In Vancouver, instead of opportunity, Hoy was met with ridiculously low wages and a surplus of racism. He decided to head north to try mining for gold. Like thousands of other prospectors, Hoy never did find any gold, but he did find a camera, and that camera would become his legacy. Over the course of his life, Hoy worked not only as a photographer, but as a fur trader, barber, watch repairman, cook, and houseboy, which meant doing laundry, shoe shining, running errands, and doing other household tasks. Eventually, he saved up enough money to open his own photography studio and general store in Connell, B.C. Hoy's subjects were paying customers, and they were in charge of how they would be photographed. Chinese, Indigenous, and Caucasian people were photographed alongside one another. And although everyone is wearing their Sunday best, you can still see the exhaustion in the faces, the missing buttons, the frayed cuffs, and the callous hands, which is remarkable because the photography that we see of this time is usually that of the rich, the affluent, not the everyday person. Hoy came up with an ingenious idea to glue postcards to the back of his photographs so Chinese miners and laborers could send a photo back home to their families with a written message. This was basically the first Snapchat. Right. All this was happening as the Asiatic Exclusion League was banning Chinese and South Asian people from entering Canada and the U.S. between 1923 and 47. To see a photo of your loved one, sometimes after being separated for decades, would be pretty special. Hoy was a pillar of the Quinell community. One of his neighbors is quoted as saying, C.D. Hoy helped many people, with groceries especially. He forgave those that couldn't pay. The Hoy family shall always be remembered for their honesty, their hard work, and kindness to all. C.D. Hoy passed away in 1973, and his photography was almost forgotten. But in 1995, a researcher came across 14,000 of his negatives in local archives and recognized the importance of Hoy's work. C.D.'s images offer a rare look at rural life in B.C. at the turn of the century, and they help to dispel any romantic notions about the Canadian frontier. Instead of treating Indigenous people like anthropological subjects, which many photographers did at the time, Hoy's work shows the humanity behind these people, as well as the developing relationships between settlers and indigenous populations. His work has gone on to be published, studied, and exhibited around the world. One of his photographs was even featured on a Canadian stamp in 2014. So shout out to C.D. Hoy. Shout out. Shout out. 
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.